Hey everyone, welcome to Wizard Opinions. This is Jesse Backstrom. We're back from a pretty long break that we took, but uh, Kyle and I got together and recorded a pretty long episode that we're breaking up into bits, so hopefully we'll have more regular releases. I did want to come in at the beginning and say all the music that I'm using in this episode is from Neil Cicerega, who is a famous internet man that does mashup albums, and he has just released a new album called Mouth Moods that I really like, and that's where all this music is from. I am going to have several links to his SoundCloud and his YouTube and other places you can find his stuff, and I encourage everyone to go find it, and if you like his stuff, go donate to his PayPal just like I did. So I hope you like the music as much as I do, and I hope you enjoy the show. Have fun. If someone dies making a game, do you feel obligated to play the game? No, I don't think so. Okay, well, it, it just sucks, I mean, because it's, <laughs> they died and it's not a very good game. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I have heard mixed things about Steep. I played the beta, I mean, I played the beta on PS4, and it, I think it's, it's fine, I probably played it wrong. I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. Why do you think you played it wrong? Because I was trying to, like, do 1080s, like, the whole time. And, like, I think you really have oh, really? to get... You were playing it as, like, a trick game? Yeah, and it's really not. And, like, tricks are really hard to come by. And I was like, do a trick, do a trick. And it's like, no, we need you to get to this point. Yeah, actually, and... the point of the game is more to just chill. Yeah, I noticed. Just chill out and enjoy this hippie mountain. Yeah, that's really what it is. And, you know, I could, I could see it being all right, I guess. It's just not my thing. I mean, even the old SSX games, they were cool, but I never really played them a lot. I played the one where you could, um, on PS1, and this isn't a snow snow See, game. I but think was, PS2 was the height of the snowboarding games. Well, what I'm talking about is, is a, it's, it's an X Games game, but it wasn't, it was, um, you could, you could race, but it was like, you had rollerblades and skateboards. Oh yeah, I remember that. It was like X3 or X4 or something like that. <sighs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the Google for it. Uh, PS One Rollerblade game. It was like Two Extreme, and then Three Extreme, and then Four Extreme were the names. Oh yes, yeah. you know what? Yeah, Two Extreme is the one I'm talking about. Two Extreme. It was Two Extreme because it had both rollerblades and skateboarding. Yeah, it was. And then they started adding like snowboarding and bikes and stuff. It was. It was. It was so simple to please me back then, and it's boy, wasn't it? Didn't we love some really terrible games back then? God, yes. We did. We did. I did. I know I I did. I remember being a big (laughs) fan of Tomb Raider, but going back and trying to play the original Tomb Raider now? My God, it's impossible. It's a terrible game. My brother's not a huge gamer, but he was a a big fan of the Tomb Raider games just because of the puzzles. Like, I don't think he... He didn't love the action or anything, but he kind of liked the puzzle thing. And, uh, yeah, you can't go back to those. But I I, I couldn't finish the new one. Like, I got the new one... uh, 
kind of shortly after I got my 4K monitor, I feel like, or whenever it came to PC, and I just... Oh, the new was, Tomb Raider is great. It is great. It's just too much crafting for me or something. I think I wanted it to be a little bit more like Uncharted or something, and um, it wasn't, so I just kind of died off. Uh, oh, really? Got long. Yeah, because whenever you guide me to do the side missions and stuff, and if I lose... Mi- you know, if I lose interest in those side missions, then I'll, there's a good chance I'm going to bounce pretty hard off of it. But what's in your what's in, what's in your wish list, man? On my wish list right what's now, on, I don't know. I bought list? a bunch of junk during the winter sale. <laughs> hey, I missed it. Thank goodness. I, I bought uh, a bunch of garbage. This is the first Steam sale in a long time. I just ignored completely. I was going a lot for the holidays, and well, that's uh, good. Good for you. Yeah, it is. I, I feel good about it because I mean, one. I don't feel dead on the inside because I still have like 10 games <laughs> on my wish list. So there's still something out there for me. But you I'm still have something there. to look forward to. Yeah. Whereas I just yeah. went ahead and bought all these games I'm not going to play. Let's yeah, see. Yeah, see. There you go. Uh, my wish what, list. What did, you, what did you get? What did you get this this uh, on your holiday sale? If I you actually don't didn't have buy a lot. List. I only bought a few games, but they were big ones. So I spent, I got Dishonored 2 and I got, I picked up all the like AAA big name games that I missed. Like Watch yeah. Dogs 2 and Dishonored 2. and uh, Have you played either of those? Because I haven't played either of those. A hundred other things, too. Uh, no, I haven't played it either because I bought all of those and then I went ahead and spent <laughs> another 35 hours playing Hitman. Oh, my God. Dude, we need to... Hitman you have is Hit- so good. Do you have Hitman on uh, Steam? or? Yeah, I've got it on Steam. I have it on PS4 okay, if you want to share play it sometime. Up, let's see. Uh, I bought Super Hot and immediately played it all the way until the end, and it's great. It's on sale right now. I'm tempted to pick it up. Super hot's so good, man. Um, I, I know, I know that it short. is. I'll, I'll tell you that. A few people are not happy with it because it's <laughs> short, but for me, that's like, man, if I can pay seven bucks and get like two great hours out of the game, that's perfect. I'm tired of these 30-hour games, man. Well, see, right now it's like $16. Okay, and if I it also were... bought Inside. I bought Inside and played oh, yeah. it straight through and did not enjoy it a whole lot. Really, I bought that at full price, and I was okay with it. I, I probably I would, won't play it again. Thing. I was mediocre on it, and I feel like a lot of people told me it was fantastic, and I was so-so. And I bought a bunch of VR junk. Well, I envy you on the VR thing because I really, um, I really would lo- love to get in that uh, that VR world that I just haven't haven't gotten there yet. So you you are beating me. You you know I I dropped a lot of money and a lot of stuff on PS4 games this year. Oh, They're like the, the new Deus Ex is the other thing I bought. Those were really the only things I bought. <laughs> well, um, so what's your favorite? Oh, and of those? Stellaris, and I already have. Let's see. Let's check it. Twelve hours in Stellaris. Oh God, I need to ask. Is, is it good? Is the meeting of uh, sins of a solar empire? It's yeah. very sins of a solar empire but crossed with civilization. It has the long-term play that a Civ game has. So you have like the sort of, you have the military side of it is exactly Sins of a Solar Empire, but then the cultural research and uh, like the research side, the cultural side, the diplomacy side is straight out of Civ. Yeah. So it's it's a really, really (laughs) time-sucking game. Is it multiplayer? It's got to be multiplayer. It's from the same people who did... uh, It's from Paradox. Okay. Okay. Uh, Paradox made it, and they do the... uh, Oh, my gosh. What is the name? Crusader Kings. Crusader Kings. Yeah, Crusader Kings, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. That game. Europa Universalis. (laughs) I never played uh, Europa Universalis or whatever that (laughs) is. Yeah. So, it has Um, that, like, finite... 
degree of control that Crusader Kings Two has. Is it is it menu heavy? Like because uh, to me, to me, sins sins is pretty menu heavy. And so when I say when I say that, what I mean is, if I'm not playing with other people, sins is a little too much. Too much for me. A little busy. To, well, to I will this. say that they have learned the correct lessons from that game. They have been able to, I would say you have the same amount of options as those games, but they're well streamlined. Right. In the sense that okay. in Sins, if you are going to do action, you know, you can do 25 things. But if right. you're going to do action A, well, of course, you're also going to do action E, F, and Y. Right. So... Stellaris has kind of simplified that as in, so if you choose action A, well, it automatically does that other stuff for you. You don't have to make that decision. It just chooses the smartest. It, it automatically maximizes your result for that. So let me ask you this. Um, this, this, this conversation sounds scripted, but it's really not. <laughs> uh, uh, let me ask you this, though. Okay, so with civilization and sins. Right. Like, well, sin, sins... More so, but Civilization not as much. I feel like when I played Sins and when I played Civilization, I felt like I had to get a pretty good ways into one game before I had to like restart and actually play the game kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah, um, totally is, the same is, thing. Is Stellaris like that? Like you go into it and you're just completely getting destroyed and you're like, all I right. I about four hours into my first game and it's not, it's not super difficult. Like it's right, not an okay. extremely difficult game. But I got about four hours into it and realized that I completely misunderstood this one resource and I was okay. out of it and I wasn't yeah. going to get any more and the game was basically over. Well, there you go. That I love games like that, though, because... But that was the only thing that I've had a problem with is that well, one resource. A... I just didn't really understand how it worked. It's not a, It's not really a problem to me. Like, like I said, I kind of like that because it's with few games, I feel like you really get a sense of... I learned the game and did good at the game because it's a pretty, because you start off and you put so many hours in, you're like, wow, that was really horrible of me. But then when you play again, you feel so much more efficient. It's a little bit more rewarding, actually, I think. Right. Um, but Stellaris has definitely been like, it's been on my watch list. I haven't added to my wish list yet, but I just did since you're recommending it as a fun game. I just, it, I didn't want to, I didn't want to investment though. I, I would know, say I that like, don't put it on much. your wish list. If, if you're worried about investing a lot of time in something. It's it's gonna be on the bottom of the list because I still I still haven't gotten my money's worth of Civ. I don't feel like I, I played. Yeah, I, I still I haven't Cleopatra. really played Civ Six to the extent I want to. Yeah, I, I haven't really gotten gotten what I want to out of that. But I'm gonna put Stellaris at like the bottom of my list. A game I really wanted to play that I never did was uh, Total War Warhammer. I always wanted to play that. You know, that was Good. one I looked at for a long time. But I played Total War Shogun. And it was too complicated for me. Mm. I I I got I bounced off of it real hard. See, I'm I don't really just I have, don't have too many fond memories of those games. I want to say maybe I played Rome two or something. But Warhammer, like that version, made me think this is finally the game I could get into because it's really? fantasy and you have monsters and stuff. It kind of reminds me of Black and White. Did you ever play Black and White? Oh yeah, I played Black and White uh, a lot actually. I think I just want to play Black and White, but Total War Warhammer's kind of got monsters. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just want to play Black and White. I remember playing that in and college. Speaking of old garbage games that I, I played to death, yeah, Black and White had a lot of great stuff going <laughs> for it, but man. I, love, I don't remember which one I played, because there was it like... Was rough. Were, there, were there two? There were two. I only played the first one. I think I might have played the second one, so we might have a different... Did you have like a big dog god... I had I had a monkey. I had an orangutan. 
was my uh, was mine. I think I had a dog. I just like that you could. I think I think I had a wolf. I th- I really liked that you could. Uh, yeah, there was a wolf in there. I remember fighting a wolf with my monkey. I, I like the whole the the people management, the whole tropico, give them jobs, make them. Yeah, I like managing the the villagers' lives and making them make babies and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good game. I mean, that was a good game, I, and I say that probably with rose-colored shades on. Uh, there's not, there's not a game like it out there that I know of. I bought Courtney Stardew Valley because I thought she might would dig it. Um, I bought Stardew Valley too, and um, the second one. No, uh, I also bought Stardew Valley. I haven't played it yet. I've heard very good things about it, but I don't know. It's a time sink. I mean, I, I played. I watched her play for like two, three hours, and I'm going to tell you. Don't start it unless. Yeah, I know. It seems like something I would need to play, like almost like Animal Crossing or uh, Harvest Moon, where it's like, oh, you're supposed to play this like an hour a day. Yeah, I just don't have time for that. No, I hear you, and I've been I'm tempted to play it, but I uh, I just think that I would get too deep because I I can't put it down. Like I would be like, all right, one more day, one more day. Right, but. Uh, so I, I'm kind of afraid of. I'll play it at some point. Um, Brett and I recently we've been doing a lot of share play. That's why I said if you're a share play hitman, we should. Um, oh, that would be great. I have I have a uh, I have the twentieth uh, level mastery unlocked on every location. Oh God! Well then, you don't need to play then because you'll be, you'll be you need to watch me play maybe then because then I'll you'll see me screw up because we haven't even I haven't even done all the maps. Yet. Yeah, I I uh man, I knock out those elusive targets like nothing. So, you know, we, we tried the chef and we lost. And the chef was a fun one. The chef was a fun one. Well, okay, so Brett was playing that one, and Brett... Uh, I, I have 85 Brett, hours on Hitman. Oh, my God. That's that's great, though. Um, I told Brett to put down a bomb at the end of a stairwell, because I was like, dude, put down this bomb and uh-huh, wait for the uh, chef I to come. I know the stairwell you're talking about, the one that right. leads from the kitchen up to the that's where he was floor. going. I was like, dude, put down the bomb, and whenever he comes by... You set off the bomb. Easy. You're done. Easy. Easy peasy. We didn't realize that the bomb was a proximity mine. <laughs> <laughs> so we murdered one of his followers or someone. Someone was killed that was not the target. Oh, well. And at some point, Brett got on the phone, so I had to take back control. And he, he had loosened this, the gas at the stove where the guy kept coming. Oh, right. <laughs> We couldn't poison the right pot. I mean, look, we played that for a long time to kill that Yeah, guy. I started doing that. Does he ever come back to the kitchen? He does come back to the kitchen, but okay. I accidentally blew myself up. Oh, well, on that the happens. Stove because I forgot that bread loosened it. Or it, it might have been a, like a misclick of a button because I thought something else was going to happen. But we lost that target. And th- that's a game that's really fun. I haven't played by myself, though, because playing with Brett or playing with someone is so priceless. Right. It's, it's one of those uh, games that playing yeah. with someone else really really magnifies the experience so what i did with the chef is i was scoping him out on the kitchen but i didn't see a really good way to take him out the good thing about mastery is i had unlocked an item called the remote duck which is a little yellow rubber duck that's actually (laughs) a remote triggered explosive that's awesome so i went up and hid the rubber duck under a table there's like a a place with some sushi and stuff like that behind the bar because i figured he's got to walk through here this is like a kitchen area right so i just put it up there and chilled out and waited for him but i hid it under the table and then one of the waitresses this is the first time i'd used the duck one of the waitresses (laughs) there walks over and says huh 
what's that? Now, this is not a proximity explosive. I could set this off at any time. But she walks over and she goes, huh, that's cute. And then just takes it. Oh, God. So this waitress lady just takes it and starts chilling around the kitchen. I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? There's this remote explosive. I start picking up knives and stuff because I'm like, maybe I'm just going to have to burn this guy and run. Yeah. Which is actually a surprisingly good strategy. Uh, <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't know how to throw things at the time, I will say. Oh, man. Key, key hitman strategy. Yes. You're know, missing did, a lot did, if you're not throwing stuff we, at we're, people. We were playing on hard mode because we didn't know how to throw things at people's heads yet. Oh, man. So. A fire axe gets a lot of work done in a short period of time. I know. We didn't know. I mean, now a fire extinguisher and like you know, screwdrivers are like. <laughs> yeah, screwdrivers, wrenches. A wrench will get you out of more situations than a gun will. That's for sure. <laughs> the shooting is so bad in that game. Um, head, headshots with a screwdriver is more efficient than shooting. So I was trying to figure out what to do, and then the chef walks through and immediately walks up to the waitress that's carrying the duck, and is like starts talking to her about the business. I'm like, well, there's only one option. Uh, sorry, lady, <laughs> and pretty much blew up the entire kitchen <laughs> and killed about seven people. But mission accomplished. You're a real professional. Welcome to Larry King Live. How do you explain Tim Allen? Tail game. Oh, okay. Which is pretty good. I mean, those games are like meh most of the time. I haven't played all of them. Um, but I was like, you know, Brett's a big Batman fan. This isn't that costly. This will be this will be a good, you know, share play game. I've been trying to right. pick up some games that are good for that. And so we've been taking turns playing and stuff, and um it's quite good, actually. Like the story really they really take some liberty with the story without being silly. And it's really, really good. Oh, it's probably put their own stamp on the origin story. Well, it's not really an origin story. I mean, he's already Batman and stuff, but uh, but he, they definitely have twists like with his backstory and like his parents and things like that. I'm not gonna spoil anything. You probably already know about it, but I'm not gonna spoil anything. But no, I don't really it, know anything about it. It really is. Um, when you think of Batman, you think like, okay, I'm always gonna make the good choice. But they do a great job. It string you along to where like maybe you don't make the right choice maybe you do let someone Mm. die or maybe you do kill someone because your idea of your parents and your life are very very different and i mean honestly i kind of wish a movie or show would have been this story rather than the ones that we have because it's really talk about it i saw batman versus superman for the first time (laughs) a couple weeks ago and oh wow boy howdy that is a bad movie Really, Brett kind of liked it. I am. Brett, I watched is, it. Brett is wrong. <laughs> you guys, I'm you guys worried about Brett now. Have you ch- have you seen him lately, or do you I just was, talk to him I over internet? I just talk on the internet. I don't know what's going on over there, man. 
Maybe, we need maybe. to check on Brett. Yeah, I know. No, I didn't think it was. I was indifferent. What's the opposite of love? Indifference, right? Not hate. Indifference. So, I uh, I'm very indifferent about it. It was. Uh, it was very bad. But it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I think this movie is very bad. But you can very clearly pin it on one thing, and that's the director. Like yeah. Zack Snyder's just not a very good director. He shouldn't be given that much money. He he would be yeah, a not bad right. independent film director, but he should not be given big titles like that. You're probably right. And like, because if you look at the movies he's made, 300 is not like it is a B movie. It's yeah. a B movie with great effects. You know, it was great at the time. Like it really. It had its. It was extremely unique. Sun. It had yes. a visual effect, visual design that we had not seen before. It was right. it was very new. Mm-hmm. It's not a great movie. It's not a great movie. It had really good action and really good effects, and it, yeah. the artwork was amazing. Totally. And that's what sold it. I mean, and and there was uh, no one had done like the, the the Spartan thing yet. There wasn't really any right. kind of media or anything to consume like that. So like it was kind of a perfect storm. And I think we were all pissed about the Matrix kind of going away. So, like, we were kind of clamoring for any kind of fight scene that looked okay. That's how and I the, felt hey, about it. Hey, it looked more than okay. Yeah, no. Uh, it was there are a lot of great things about that movie, but it's like, the things that are great about that movie are not the things that would make a good Batman movie. No, of course not. So, it's, no, it's one of those things where it's like, I mean, the 300, 300 is what really set him off. And then when you got to The Watchmen, it was that point where, like, oh, this is... This movie's okay. It's good, but yeah. I mean, especially if you're not really familiar with the source material, you can forgive more stuff. But it's yeah, one of those things where it's like, it. I don't think he understood the source material that he was making. And I feel the same way about Batman versus Superman. I'm like, I don't think you understand the characters enough to make this movie good. Yes. And there are great parts to it, there, but there's there also are. really dumb stuff. Like when. Batman has the dream about being in the future and there's cyborgs and yeah, insect yeah. people fighting him. Yeah, that was pretty lame. And I know where that, that comes from. It does have a source in the comics, but it's like S- Snyder just didn't do a Dude, it, good that, job with that the stuff. The storylines on that stuff with the comics, especially in DC, are so muddy to me already. It, yeah. didn't really, it didn't really do well for me. But the thing is, I mean, I love the way those movies look. I really like the way like Man of Steel had a great cast. It looked great. But I wish I need. I want to watch it where it's edited. And order. I don't. I don't have that many problems with Man of Steel. To be honest, I think Man of Steel is a is a pretty good movie. It's, I don't think it's a great movie. I think it's good. I like it. Yeah, I think it was the best Superman we've gotten though. I Man don't I- know. You see, I'm about to say that I like Superman Returns more, but I don't know if that's just because I like Kevin Spacey so much. I think it might and be he's like, he's like Kevin Spacey. Yeah, it might be the Kevin Spacey coming back to me. Well, Kevin Spacey is a better Lex Luthor than uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Michael Sarah Twin or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> what's, what's his face? Uh, uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't see what they were going for with that at all. No, he didn't do it. He was probably the weakest link to me. I understood that he was supposed to be like a crazy Mark Zuckerberg type figure, but I I don't think it. I don't think it went well. Crazy's not good though. Like yeah. crazy, crazy's a Lex bad. Lex not Lex crazy. Luthor. He's, he's extremely like he's right. super smart, but he's also not crazy. He's the, the hook with Lex Luthor was always that he thinks right. he's the good guy. Right. Extremely smart. Yeah. Extremely calculated. There's a real fear of like Superman, and he uses all of his resources to like 
diminish that. I mean, like it's it it can be you can see a side of it with this, but with this it was like this dude's just batshit crazy. There's not really yeah. the motivation. He didn't sell. He the, was just the motivation a was there. Yeah, the motivation was there. He just didn't sell it. You, you remember right. more of the crazy, stupid stuff than you do like the motivation of like, yeah, he killed a bunch of people and like it's dangerous to have Superman running around and all this kind of stuff. But there's a lot of that I look at and it's like, well, I can't really blame the actor for that because he's acting the role he was given right. and he's no, acting right. the direction he's no, given. They know? have, I feel like the cast are pretty good in those movies. It's just, yeah, if it's not there, it's not I mean, there. it's Affleck. Affleck's great. <laughs> well, I mean, it's okay. <laughs> I, I, not in that movie. I know, but Affleck I is is a great actor. Did you see The Accountant? I thought that was a great movie. <laughs> no, I, dude, I, I'm very spotty with my movies. I'll probably see it at some point. I've been I seeing a lot of movies. Elizabeth and I go like twice a month to the movies. Oh, that's kind of fun, though. We, it we is. Don't... It is a lot. I, I like it a lot. We, we saw the go... movie uh, Sing, where the animals have a singing yeah, you contest. Mentioned that. You mentioned that. Is it? So you said it was Zootopia, but music. Yeah, it's basically Zootopia the musical, and right off the bat. You know, it's it loses a couple marks from Zootopia because it's not as sexy, but it's still a pretty good movie. Is it, is it um is it made by Disney or Pixar or what? No, it's not. It's made by uh Universal or Illumination something? or whatever. It's, I think it's DreamWorks. Oh okay. The same people who do the Minions thing stuff. It's Universal, right? Like um Yeah, I think it's Universal. DreamWorks? Yeah, it's definitely Universal because when I went to Universal Studios they were freaking minions everywhere, man. Yeah, no, I live the place here. was sick with minions. There's too many minions. I did also send it to you on Facebook. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go to Facebook for that because it's still like. Yeah, go to Facebook, and I'm sorry about that because you might be on a list somewhere now. But it's a link to a Steam uh, game, (laughs) and I want you to to read read the the name of the game and a a couple descriptions, and then I'm gonna start reading some of the reviews from Steam. My grandmother on Facebook just posted a minion post. There you go. Okay. Uh, Courtney does not need to see my history. Nope. But, oh well, this is this is from Jesse. Jesse did it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, there's how... documented evidence that this is my fault, so. Uh, Neko, Nekopa Live? That's oh, the yeah. one. Okay, let's see. Uh, VR support. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm already interested. Nope, this is a free game. What was originally an April Fool's prank has now become the perfect VR showcase. <laughs> What's Nekopa Live? I guess I'm saying it right. It, uh, why? Yeah, I it's believe it's Nikopa Live. Nikopa Live? Why? It's a Katserto? 
the, okay, I was this the cat girls of La Salao, Salao, Salil. No idea I what that is. Uh, the cat girls of this place take to the stage and step into the spotlight with their very own live concert, dancing, singing, mixing all caps and purring. This is why is the, mixing in all caps? Uh, this is the Neko Pirate event that comes right home to you, and you've got the best seat in the house. No idol can compare to a cat girl. Yeah. It's typed out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with full support of VR devices, this interactive concert allows you to jump into the venue in full 3D and zoom, pan, tilt, and gaze <laughs> at the beautiful graphics and fun choreography. Uh, so, grab your glow sticks and prepare for Ataji because this is your chance to experience Nikopara as if it was real. And right there in front of you. I'm not even going to name off the uh, songs. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good enough. Um, what what is this game is, this? is it is a free thing that I've tried. I have experienced on Steam. Yeah, I know you have, weirdo. Yep. It's probably like it is a stage. Okay, I see. Not much to do. Yeah, you are sitting in the crowd and you can like have glow sticks in your hands with the Vive controllers. But basically... Yeah. There are women dressed like anime girls, cartoon anime girls dressed as cats that come out and dance and sing, and that's it. You can choose the songs, but that's it. You're just sitting in the crowd, you can move your hands around, and you're just watching this weird anime girl, cat girl show. Well, here's the deal. All the user reviews are very positive. All the user reviews are very positive, and I'm about to read you a few of them, Kyle. Oh, yeah. Why don't you read this out to me while I check out some of these other games that are more like this? Uh, 90% of people found this review helpful. User Lolly Concarde says, it has already been 100 hours. I have begun my ascent. So long, mortals. So wait, do they have... This user has 361 hours on record. (laughs) In VR. Oh my god. I can barely spend 30 minutes in VR without getting tired of it. This is so funny. Okay, so are the ears their ears, or are they wearing ears? Uh, I don't think it's ma- it's anime. I don't think it matters. Right, well, it matters to me. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Uh, okay. So here's another user, uh, Max300. Uh, 88% found this review helpful. Born too late to explore the oceans. Born too early to explore space. Born just in time for VR cat girl idol waifus. Oh, man. What a time. He's a He's lightweight, right. though. He's only got 13 hours on record. That's nothing. I mean, that's, that's really nothing. He ha- really hasn't even experienced the full extent. Uh, an absolute must for family game night. <laughs> uh, another user, Tigerhawk71. Every dollar spent on the war on drugs is a dollar not spent domesticating cat girls for human ownership. <laughs> Man, it, you know, the world. It's just... <laughs> it's just have a hard time understanding. Uh, there's a Steam user with a very Japanese game who says uh, Japanese name who says this is actually an interactive stealth game like the other entries in the series. It makes you hide from your family, friends, and even your own cat. Ten out of ten would disown myself again. <laughs> oh my god, you really can't beat this. It's been one week since you looked at me. Cocked your head to the side and said I'm angry. Five days since you laughed at me, saying get that together, come back and see me. Three days since I live in the room. Like wasabi when I boss rhymes Big like the and mimes Because I'm all about value Bert Camp has got the mad 
the finest of the flavors Gotta see the show cause then you know the vertigo is gonna go Cause it's so dangerous you'll have to sign a waiver How can I help it if I think you're funny when you're mad Trying hard not to smile though I feel bad I'm the kind of guy who laughs at a funeral Can't understand what I mean, well you soon will I have a tendency to wear my mind on my sleeve I have a history of taking off my shirt It's been one month since you looked at me Dangerous or doing recording? Okay, well, that's another thing we can talk about later. But technically, yes. I'm not actually playing it. Jesse, I can't even have your full attention because of the cat girls. No, know. you do have my full attention. I don't, I'm just, I don't I'm idling, attention. I'm idling my ship at the ancient ruins so I can cheat. I want to watch you play because I, you know, I want to see. So, so you've been playing Elite Dangerous. I have been playing Elite Dangerous. I kind of have an urge to play Elite Dangerous. Is it a good time to come back? It is. There's a lot of interesting stuff happening in the world of Elite Dangerous. Uh, So Elite Dangerous is something I come back to for maybe like three hours a month. I'll pick it up for some Saturday morning for a while. What do you get done in three hours? Uh, Usually some community goals. I go and participate in some community goals, uh, hang out with some people from my group. Was that... um Community goals, was that a thing when I played? Because yeah, I don't I think, think it was. This uh that's kind of a new years. thing. So there's a lot of new stuff. Now you can land on planets uh in Elite okay. Dangerous. So Elite Dangerous is this huge uh proce- half procedurally generated, half handcrafted universe that you can fly around in space and land on planets and trade items and make money. And the basic idea of the game is make more money and buy a bigger ship. Okay, here's the deal. I'm going to ask you some questions that are relevant to me. Okay. I don't care about people that are listening or anything like that. Cool. I was trying to take uh, them into account, but let's leave them behind. Yeah, screw them. If they don't know, they're listening to the wrong podcast here. Um, so <laughs> what we've talked about in the past, they can go back and listen to the other one. Um, what, why would you land on a planet? Like, do you, Is there something? Do you have a, a, like a truck or something? Like, do you have a you laser do. gun? Like, you can outfit your ship with uh, what they call an SRV, and I forget what that stands for, but it's basically a little buggy that you can yeah. tool around on the surface of the planet, and you have scanners, and you have some guns, and you can perform missions. There's bases you can land on on the planet that will give you missions to go do stuff on the planet. Is it like No Man's Sky exactly? Because no, it feels not like at all. you're saying this is No Man's Sky right now. No, because there are the only, you can only land on lifeless planets right now. So there's no one on the planet. Well, there might be other players, but that's about right. it. Right. But not alien life or anything. No, and- but there may be other like there will be say military installations that you need to invade to collect data or scan have, some like, stuff or so blow something is it, up. Is it like first person shooter? You have like a gun? Well, no, you're in a you're in the SRV. Everything is done oh, okay. inside of the you buggy. Never, so you never get out of the buggy. No, you never get okay. out of the buggy. See, I'm thinking you get out of a buggy going to a military base like Mass Effect or something. No, you That's don't get I'm... out of the buggy. Okay, so because it's lifeless planets, Kyle. There's no there's no air outside of the buggy. Okay, okay, I got you. I got. I don't know if you had a spacesuit now. So that's one of the big developments is you can land on planets. And there's stuff to do there now. And uh, that was part of the Horizons update. Part of the Engineers update is kind of... uh, The Engineers update allows them to do more story-based stuff, actually. So what an engineer is, is they are specific people at specific space stations in the world. 
that you can go to talk to, and they can give you specific upgrades. So normally you're just buying better shields, bigger shields, whatever, but maybe you go to this particular engineer, run some specific missions for him, and he gives you a shield that is way better against lasers, but not so good. There's always some kind of trade-off. Like, it draws more power, but it protects you more from lasers, or something like right. that. Okay. And there's all sorts of levels to that. Like you can level up your reputation with these engineers to get better upgrades. And a lot of those upgrades require you to find material on planets. So that's another thing you do with the buggies. You go around, you're looking for materials, you invade these bases uh, to attack their stuff and collect materials for the upgrades. So, okay, when I played, I had a big old space truck with like no shields, no guns. I was yeah. just trying to, trying to make it. Trying to hit so the trade grind. Right. So here's the deal. Is it more economical now to do to keep doing that or to like go to a planet and get stuff? Well, uh, I would say yes, it is pretty much everything is more economical now because you just have to kind of plan around the way you play it. So there's something else right. they have called community goals, which change every week. So it's like a weekly thing? Like yeah, a it's a weekly thing where somewhere in the galaxy at, at one of the stations, uh, Let's say, oh, there's a Federation war initiative, and they need uh, they need materials. So okay. you will have a mission to trade a specific materials, like weapons or something, to this one station. And there are levels of community goals. So you, you will be making the regular amount of money for trading that item to the station. But also you will be, like, all the players collectively together are building up this meter. And as huh. it reaches different tiers, it's like, oh, well, once the community goal is over... Uh, if you're in the top 10% of players, you'll get an extra $8 million. Oh, or wow. if you're in so, the top 60% of players, you'll get an extra $3 million. So you have to remind me, so it's an aggregate of the entire community. Yes. Is that based on faction? Are there more than one faction or is that just everybody? There are, all several, there are several factions now, but that's based on just everybody who's participating okay. in the goal. I think that's a great idea for that game because it's so vast. It really right. can give focus and it really kind of drives people it, to the same area. It gets people into yeah. the same area yeah, because those rewards are pretty big. Yeah. So that's why I only jump on and play like every th you know three hours a month or something like that is I'll wait until a – because I do like playing the game, but I wait until a community goal catches my eye that I'm really interested in. Right. I like the bounty hunting community goals because it's a lot of action and combat stuff. Um so that's one thing that's there now. Another thing that is there is they have uh, what they call power play. So there are different powers in the galaxy. And there okay. are three main ones. There's the Empire, the Federation, and the Independents. Yeah, but within right. those sort of countries, I guess you would call them, there are different people, like specific non-player characters that have uh, influence. Mm -hmm. So if you're into that side of the game, there's a big part of it that is winning these different star systems over in favor, you know, trading power and, and gaining territory that way for your uh, for your chosen power. And for instance, the group I play as a part of has a has a power that they are part of the independence, but they are their own uh, sort of faction. And uh, we sort of defend our territory and keep our territory locked down. And I have not participated th in that a lot. Because it's right. not as interesting to me, but that's what I like about Elite is whatever interests you, you go do that, and you don't really have to do the rest of it. Yeah, I never did any combat. I was just a space trucker, and I loved it. Um, space trucking's fun. God, I loved it. So here's the deal, though. So like when you when you when you're doing the power moves or whatever, is it that everybody goes and tries to kill like this big boss, or is it like you just know we just own this planet, that planet, and now we won? 
Well, no, what it is, is like the, uh, the power that controls a system is yeah. whichever power controls the biggest space station. So, and you can gain control of that space station by trading a lot of goods to oh, it right. from right. a specific power. Yeah. Okay. So you can say, I represent this power and I am trading these goods to you. And so that gives them influence. It's all about influence. So, yeah, sometimes doing battle or warlike missions will give you a lot of that influence. But a lot so, of times you yeah. go to that space station, you say, hey, I represent this faction. What do you need me to do? Maybe I run some diplomatic mission. Maybe I do run some passenger missions. You would actually really like passenger missions uh, now. Yeah, I think I would because I love Because passenger thing. missions is a lot of hey, these eight people want to travel all the way across the galaxy and they will pay you an insane amount of money for oh that. Oh my God, that sounds awesome. So you <laughs> that's, that's all I want to do. Screw all of the other stuff. Yeah, so you I basically put drive a container. A instead of just having cargo containers, you can have a passenger container. Yes. And you just drive them across the galaxy and you make a ton of money. Because I used to run slaves. Those pay home. really well too. I used to run slaves and all sorts of freaking... Uh, contraband you got me started on that and like i I got really wealthy like i got really wealthy because i didn't do any combat didn't do any like i just ran away from people (laughs) i don't know how much money i have or what the deal is but i remember getting pretty rich just from doing that and um you know like there there was like but the passenger missions i'll say they pay out so well sometimes you can flip sometimes you can flip an entire system over to your power just by running a passenger mission this probably says a lot about me that I would rather be rich in that game than have like a really good battleship. Well, I think that's that's the point of the game for a lot of people. So yeah. what I'm doing right now in Elite is because they have these engineers, right? So these engineers are people in the game that they know players will be interacting with. Right. So they have been using the engineers to kick off storylines. So, for instance, right now there is a storyline where players are getting uh, pulled out of their hyper jumps by aliens. And that's it right now. So that's going to go somewhere. So someone ran into an engineer and that engineer had a mission to investigate what these, you know, how to stop this. Basically, what's going on with these aliens. So they give you specific planets to go to, to uh, scan stuff and gather data and read. Basically, you know, like read these stories of what happens with these aliens. And the one I'm on is there are ancient ruins spread across the galaxy that you land on the planet and go and uh, scan the ruins. And you have mm-hmm. to have specific cargo inside of your little buggy to scan the ruins to get this different. So let's say I scan a, uh, a ruin with uh, cargo A and cargo B. I get a different result than if I scan with cargo A and cargo C. Weird. Okay. So it's all about like you know, trying these different combinations on these like totems and things that are spread around the ancient ruins. And I've had a lot of fun with that actually, because it feels like a real science mission because I'm yeah, playing that's... it in open. There's all these buggies rolling around. There's giant ships lighting the ruins up with their lights. That's a and... lot of, yeah, there's a lot of appeal to this game that like, I mean, I feel like there's like a sixth or seventh or something to like what I was playing based on what you're explaining right now. Do yeah. Like play... they, they have done a good job of basically every year releasing one huge update that completely changes the way the game or the things that are available in the game. Do you play in VR the whole time? Not the whole time. Uh, I do play in VR sometimes. I like playing in VR around the ancient ruins. Cause it's kind of cool. Cause you can lean up, uh, you can get out of the buggy and walk around because it doesn't, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a room scale VR. So there's no reason right. I have to stay seated in the buggy. I just get up and walk around. And I can look oh, at the Oh, that's cool. <laughs> like the game kind of still thinks I'm in the buggy, I guess, but it, it's not going to stop me from walking outside. Right, you can, yeah, that's really cool. That's neat. 
But I've had fun with that. So what I'm doing right now is I figured out that if I just put two, since a, a little buggy can only hold two of cargo, so it's like you're doing combinations of A and B or A and C. Well, I realized I picked up the data that other people scanned nearby okay. me. And then I figured out that if I just put two of every item in my cargo hold in my ship and just chill out on the surface of the planet, I get credit for all these scans. Oh, you're cheating the system. Yeah, I'm bugging it out. So now anytime anytime I'm just chilling at my computer, I have the game open and I'm just sitting on the planet collecting this data. Each piece of data is worth a million bucks. I've made like $35 million doing this. Oh my God. That's and I, I got like probably 20 million of that legitimately. And then I figured out the bug and I was like, oh, I'm just going to chill on the planet and let the money come in. <laughs> but like when I first started playing the Elite, $35 million was a whole oh, lot of Oh, hell yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. Well, it is like, from, I think I had like, 13 maybe whenever i was done i want to say that could be way off i want to say i was into the double digits okay so let me ask you this does star citizen even have a chance against this game if it ever comes out because star citizen is i mean that is that game that game's not star citizen had has the route has taken the route of we're going to build this giant game and release it when it's done and Elite has done the opposite of that is we have a real workable game that's fun to play. So we're going to release it and just expand it into this giant thing as we go. Right. I and mean, I think that was a much better decision. Do you, but like, do you think I haven't seen a whole lot of the Star Citizen stuff lately, but do you feel like that when Star Citizen comes out, do you think a lot of people will say, screw Elite Dangerous, I'm going to go play Star Citizen? Uh, probably. There will probably be an, an initial rush. Uh, yeah. And I think a lot of people, the people who like Elite seem very dedicated to Elite. Like, I'm yeah. pretty dedicated to Elite, to be honest. I would say so. If you're playing a few hours every week, that's a pretty big dedication. Not every week, every month. I'm in every But it's month. one of those games where I, I will never stop coming back to it. And there's no monthly subscription, so I don't have to feel guilty about it. Right. And then just no. every now and then they'll release a new thing like, oh, you can give us $3 and you can repaint your ship. We'll give you six colors to paint your ship if you give us three dollars. And I buy into that stuff because it's like I love this game so much. Right? Why not? There's no subscription fees. Of course. Do the expansions cost money? Because I don't think the expansion, the one expansion, the Horizons expansion, the really big one that had engineers and planetary landing and stuff, that one did cost money. It's like forty bucks, I think. So could I still play without it? Oh yeah, you can totally play. You just can't land on planets, basically. Oh well, it's kind of a deal breaker. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,